G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Monday, an update on what's happening in the political agenda for this week and huge things have been happening. A special welcome back to 2020 to you, Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Yeah, thanks, Neil. Good to be with you again. Lyle, before we talk about things closer to home, I'm sure it's been on your heart, but the news that you receive and the... A way that it affects uh, an individual, especially a Christian believer, when we hear of church massacres, uh, this latest one in the United States, uh, the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs in Texas, uh, just to the south of San Antonio. Uh, It's always a shock when you hear of these things. Absolutely heartbreaking, Neil. Uh, The idea of a gunman bursting the church while people are worshipping and then just shooting uh, most of the congregation uh, justifies uh, words. Uh, it's unspeakable evil, and it's just a reminder that uh, evil is real and uh, seems to be um, more prevalent than it was in previous generations. I think we have to acknowledge that. We, we haven't seen mass killings in previous generations, and I uh, fear that uh, with uh, the way our world is going, with uh, people being less and less godless, uh, that uh, our ability to govern ourselves and our passions and uh, the evil that's intrinsic in uh, all human hearts, that uh, we see more of these sort of outbreaks on a regular basis. Uh, it comes in the wake of the uh, terrible Las Vegas shooting not so long ago, and um, this is just an awful trend, um, and uh, it needs to be stopped, and I think it can only be stopped when uh, a nation prioritises God and uh, and character in the hearts uh, of the people but uh, we've moved a long way from that unfortunately Lyle brings it very close to home for a lot of people listening to our conversation today who might have been at their local church over the weekend uh, in one of the clips uh, about this current uh, issue this massacre in the US uh, apparently a few dozen people in church in one of the clips from I think they've got uh, internal vision of what happened in church uh, young children sitting in wooden pews. Uh, the service began with a rendition of a song called Happiness is the Lord. It was reported earlier that the pastor was in church, uh, told his parishioners to walk around the room and shake somebody's hand. Haven't we all been in that situation before? And and said, tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning. Uh, it really is very much like the sort of church services that so many people would have had just on the weekend. And there is a certain sense, isn't there, that here we are in Australia down under, uh, but brothers and sisters suffering uh, in the US, there's a certain sense in which we need to have some level of solidarity and prayer uh, for brothers and sisters doing it tough like this. Absolutely. As you so eloquently said, Neil, we've all been in that scenario that you described, um, and the idea of being in that situation where you're enjoying fellowship with your fellow believers and, and a gunman walks in. Uh, I mean, I, I saw some news reports this morning of the, the pastor's daughter um, ha- having been shot and uh, him recounting that. I mean, it's just unspeakably horrific. And uh, as I say, it, it just shows evil is real and um, we, we have to be vigilant about evil. And uh, I think it's got to be a wake-up call 
uh, about the character of us collectively uh, as nations. Uh, we're a Western nation like America, but why is it that uh, we have so many of these madmen these days? Uh, there's obviously a gun control issue as well, but uh, and, and while that needs to be looked at, that there's still uh, a person behind that gun who has something terrible going on in his heart, and I think we, we have to address the issues of the heart collectively as nations uh, and, and that um, really does mean turning back to God, in my view, if we want to uh, keep uh, a check on evil. Lyle, there's other things closer to home that we need to talk about too, and one of those very, very significant things, a bill that is seeking to legalise voluntary euthanasia. Uh, it really is on the verge of becoming law in Victoria after it passed through the Victorian Upper House on Friday. You've been following that quite closely. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on it getting this far in an Australian uh, state parliament? Oh, look, we're obviously devastated and, and uh, disappointed that this has happened. Um, ACL's uh, Dan Flynn, our director down in Victoria, has been working very hard on this for a very, very long time, along with other uh, coalition partners, um, they've lobbied all the MPs as hard as they could. They've uh, done everything possible to try and stop this. But at the end of the day, um, politicians have been deceived by a false view of compassion that, that says that sometimes it's better to kill people than to provide treatment to them. And um, that's just a terrible line that uh, has now been crossed legislatively in Victoria. Uh, pressure will now build for a similar bill to pass in New South Wales. Uh, politicians there are watching developments in Victoria. And uh, the dominoes in the other states uh, will, will start to fall. And um, we really need to push back on this. This is a culture of death. Uh, what it means is that instead of um, increasing resources to palliative care, which we all acknowledge uh, need uh, more work, uh, that incentive is now taken away because it's easier to kill people than to provide proper palliative care. And this provides, uh, creates all sorts of vulnerabilities for, uh, people who are vulnerable, who are, who are fragile, who, who might be pressured into, um, euthanasia because it's the right thing for them to do. And, um, and that's a terrible situation for us to have got, got to as a society. An important issue about palliative care is in what people think about palliative care. And uh, I note that there's one report that says the Upper House President, Bruce Atkinson, said the research showed the majority of people believed palliative care was not able to relieve everyone's suffering. So clearly more work needs to be done on raising the profile of palliative care because that is the alternative, isn't it, to voluntary euthanasia? Absolutely. There is no reason why the overwhelming majority of patients can't die a dignified death with proper palliative care. And uh, the palliative care experts uh, who have presented before the Victorian Parliament in the lead up to this, uh, people who have had years of experience in the, in the field, they say that rarely do you get requests for people to kill themselves if they are given the proper palliative care. But uh, that has just been discarded. And um, the parliament has decided that it's going to, it's decided that some lives are not worth living and that it's not worth investing in palliative care to, to fix that first. Um, and, and so they've taken uh, a more pragmatic and expedient route with human lives. And um, this is, this just goes to show that, um, you know, we are heading further and further down a path where human life uh, is something that's not seen as sacred and something that 
should not be protected uh, at all costs. And, and that's a very dangerous position to be in. We've seen in Belgium, uh, it's now routine for them to euthanise mentally ill people. I mean, the slippery slope is real. And uh, once you cross this line, um, it's very hard to turn back from it. Well, it'll now go back to the lower house in Victoria. And uh, since it passed uh, with a healthy margin uh, when it did so the first time, uh, uh, even though there are some who are saying there's amendments to be introduced, it doesn't look like uh, those amendments are going to be uh, into the level that uh, that most opponents of the bill would uh, would think are, are, are a healthy way to go. Uh, one more issue to talk about, Lyle Shelton. Of course, uh, it is... Just one day away from the closing date, the 7th of November, for people to get their uh, their uh, marriage uh, plebiscite postal survey in, uh, just one day to go. These days, if today, if you want to get your, uh, your ballot in, if you've left it to the last minute, you really have to hand deliver it to the ABS, don't you? Yeah, that's right. Um, the ABS have set up a number of collection points in capital cities where people can hand deliver them. Uh, they won't make it if they're put in the post today. But uh, if if you uh, have a, a ballot, uh, a survey form sitting at home that hasn't been filled in or you know someone who has one, uh, please encourage them to fill it in, to vote no and to take it to one of the ABS collection points and uh, those points would be available on the ABS uh, website. Okay, let's not make that the last issue. Let me just hit you with one more, Lyle Shelton, while I've got you. Uh, the citizenship uh, saga has been continuing. Another minister, uh, this time the Assistant Immigration Minister, Alex Hawke, uh, his eligibility is under a cloud uh, with some Greek connections there. What are your thoughts on whether there ought to be, as the Labor Party is calling for, some level of universal disclosure? Have you had thoughts? Is there a Christian position on, on what we ought to be thinking about the citizenship saga? Well, I think uh, it's important that parliamentarians uphold the Constitution. Uh, that's first and foremost. And what we've found is that wittingly or unwittingly, uh, certainly wittingly in the case of uh, the Senate President Stephen Parry, who was forced to resign in, in great embarrassment last week, uh, that uh, many parliamentarians haven't been upholding the Constitution, which says that you should not have a loyalty to a foreign power. And I think that's reasonable. Um, uh, whilst you know we are a multi-racial society, uh, we have to have allegiance to our country, and that's what the Constitution provides for for parliamentarians. So I, I think there should be a, a an audit um, of all parliamentarians because uh, there is confusion uh, in this day and age of dual citizenship, uh, and this needs to be cleared up. Um, and I noticed that uh, you know as you said, Bill Shorten uh, under Labor. Uh, they have said that they now want an audit. That wasn't their position last week. They've changed. Uh, there could be some political expediency there. But uh, nonetheless, I think it is the right thing. I think the Australian people need to know because it's highly likely there's more people. Um, Labor's Julia Banks uh, is also under a cloud um, and uh, it's widely thought there are many others in the parliament. So we can't go on like this. It has to be resolved. Uh, but unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be any re resolution uh, imminent. Well, it is a crisis because there are a lot of ramifications if there are MPs who are not eligible to be holding their position. Uh, if there's not some sort of resolution soon, uh, it'll just get deeper and deeper. But uh, always... well, the government could fall, Neil. Um, I mean, the government this... only has to lose one more. And, um, and because of the narrow margin, uh, the government could fall and we could uh, end up with a Labor government. So uh, this is a crisis for Malcolm Turnbull um, and uh, he needs to shore this up by making sure no more of his MPs are under a cloud. 
That's right. We'll be monitoring that along. Lyle Shelton, always so good getting your insights. Thank you so much for taking some time once again for a Monday update on these issues and the political agenda for the coming week. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.